Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the 10-minute take from Get Schooled. In this series, you'll hear authentic opinions from individual students on topics they're passionate about in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host for this episode, Emma Nesmith, and today I'll be giving you my 10-minute take on grades and grading policies. I'll be focusing today mainly on high school grades, both because that's my most recent experience and because it seems like the age group when these issues are most prevalent. I'd like to start today's episode by unpacking the statement, your grades do not define you. It's something that students hear a lot from teachers and other adults. Um, But in my experience as a recent high school graduate, it's pretty consistently untrue. Obviously, grades do not equate to your worth as an individual or your ability to lead a life outside of school or your interests or your talents or your aptitudes. But a lot of the time they do determine how you're treated by teachers and counselors when you're actually in the school building. In my experience, at least, teachers often treat high achieving students with more respect and are at the same time a little more lenient in terms of expectations and behavior. And the same, I would say, generally goes for counselors and um, administrators. But outside of these sort of relationship dynamics, there's just kind of the fact that throughout your education, students are kind of drilled with this message that if you don't get good grades, then you won't get into college. And if you don't get into college, you're going to end up just working a minimum wage job after graduation. And that's going to mean that you'll never be successful in life, Um, which is pretty exaggerated and dramatic in comparison to the hordes of successful adults who did just okay in school. Um, But at the same time, it serves as a direct contradiction to the supposedly reassuring message that your grades don't define you. All of this treatment and sort of rhetoric makes a pretty compelling case that in school at least, and even out of school, your grades do in fact define you. So there's this very intense pressure, both internally and externally, to do the best that you possibly can. But Amazingly, it doesn't stop when you actually do well. In my experience, one A doesn't win the game. You have to get a whole string of A's with no breaks in between in order to prove your success. So it feels like no matter what level you are or how good your grades are or aren't, there's always something better you should be reaching for. If you have solid 95s, you should be getting 400s. If you're getting Bs and Cs, you should be getting As, and so on and so forth. And there is something to be said for grit and growth and not just stagnating in your success and accepting good enough and being okay with just okay. But The mindset of, I can always be better, I can always do better, I should always try to be better, is kind of a slippery slope to the mindset of, I'm never good enough. So I've enumerated the reasons that grades can be destructive and anxiety-inducing for students, but how do we actually combat this issue? The thing is, colleges and employers 
do need some way of gauging academic achievement in high school. And in my book, at least, grades are definitely a better indicator of this than standardized testing. Eliminating grades entirely would probably create a bit of a void um, that would require some creative thinking and shifts in institutional practices to fill. So the easiest way that I see to solve this pressure of grades is probably not to actually get rid of grades, but to adapt the policies and attitudes that shape the culture around grades in order to make them more positive and productive. So to that end, I've compiled a list of suggestions of things that are and aren't helpful. So these things are unhelpful and usually actually stressful to students. Telling them that you're disappointed in them or that you know they can do better if they just apply themselves or that they're not living up to their potential or anything similar. Um, This kind of rhetoric from adults is stressful. Um, It's unlikely to actually change behavior or achievement. And also it just makes students feel bad about themselves without taking into account um, outside factors that might be influencing their ability to work and focus. Also, advice like your grades are good enough or you don't need to redo this. You only got to be on it when directed towards higher achieving students can feel more dismissive and condescending than reassuring and helpful. Lastly, being loose about the expectations for an assignment um, is more stressful than giving a straightforward rubric to adhere to because, at least for me, when I don't know how my work will be graded or what will make it successful, I worry a lot about it. On the flip side, some things that are helpful and effective are flexible late work policies, which is not to say that you have to extend deadlines infinitely and accept any semblance of an excuse, but for students who can demonstrate genuine reasons for not getting an assignment done on time, a little bit of grace does lift a lot of pressure off of their shoulders. Personally, um, in my spring semester of my senior year, I had a lot going on because I was going on lots of college visits, trying to figure out where I was going to end up in the fall. And there were also like AP exams and finals coming up in school. And so it was a very stressful time. And I had a teacher who just at one point was like, I, I know you're going to get this done. Don't worry about it. Your college and your future are more important. And that just being treated like a human being is really impactful. Um, To that end, test corrections and retakes um, or any other way of kind of demonstrating growth even after a grade has occurred is really helpful. And that level of trust also feels good for students to have. Personally, when I'm worried about cramming and memorizing information before a test, I feel like I actually retain less of the information. but, But if I know that I can fix my grade after the test by developing a better understanding of the topic, then I think I actually learn more. And I think that's probably a pretty common thing. Another similar policy that's really helpful are completion grades for homework instead of accuracy grades, um, just because it lets students 
have the space to make mistakes and to learn from them while they're practicing before a test without having to worry that their grade will be negatively affected. And lastly, and kind of in the same vein as all the others, any activities and practices in class that aren't actually worth a grade, um, but are just learning for the sake of learning, in my experience, kind of help lighten the mood and um, make class time feel a little less transactional. So whether it's like a review game, which could be controversial for teachers. I don't know what the general consensus is on like Kahoot and things like that, but things that are practicing and learning without it being like, fill this out and you will get a grade, make class feel a little more genuine. So obviously these recommendations and all the things I've shared in the episode today aren't based on extensive research or data, but on my experience as a high school student who talked to a lot of other high school students about things that stressed us out. If you're an adult listening, I hope I've helped you to understand some of the pressure that we as students feel like we're under and also the ways that you could help ease some of that pressure. To summarize everything I've been over in this episode, the way that most schools and sometimes society as a whole treat and employ grades right now is pretty detrimental to student mental health. There's not really a need to get rid of grades in the conventional sense and start from scratch to fix this problem. Um, But minor changes in mindset and policy can make a bigger difference than you might think and lift a lot of the stress and negative energy around grades. The key, and if you've listened to Get Schooled before, this will be a familiar refrain. The key is just to listen to students. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 10-minute take from Get Schooled. As always, Get Schooled is brought to you by the Kentucky Student Voice Team, and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KYStuVoiceTeam. If you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe, share it, and leave a review. And as always, stay tuned for another episode of Get Schooled.